Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit betterhelp.com slash road to rediscovery. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at betterhelp.com slash roadsrediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together, and it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on The Road to Rediscovery, we are very passionate about delivering quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. If you like what you hear, please visit roadtorediscovery.com slash donate. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly, truly grateful for your listenership. My special guest is an award-winning author, speaker, and educator. Her 2020 award-winning book, God Came to My Garage Sale, and her five-book series, True, Deceit, False, Love, are prominently endorsed. In rediscovering her path, her journey has been of profound introspection, diving deep into her own intergenerational trauma. Her passion for handling life challenges with honesty and love led her towards transformation and inspiring others to live their best life and overcoming their struggles. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorero to the show. Dr. Marnie, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Oh, hey, Aubrey. Thank you for having me on the road to rediscovery. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we are thrilled to have you here. So. Um, now, let me get this straight. I, I believe you, you you have had a 35 plus year career as a professional educator and high school yes. special education teacher. Is that right? Yes, yes. 12 of those years, I was wow. also an adjunct graduate school university professor. Oh, so, tremendous. Yeah, 35 years of teaching and I just loved wow. every minute of it. Oh, that is fabulous. That is, that is awesome. I mean, and, and, you know, teachers, um, and, and I, you've heard it many times, I'm sure, um, teachers, they get nowhere near the, 
the the acknowledgement, the praise, and the appreciation, you know, and, and just such a huge impact on 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 just nurturing knowledge, um, you know, for our future, um, for you know, for for those who study under the teachers. So um, I want to just as people thank military um, servicemen and women for their service, I want to thank you for your service in 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 educating you know, um, our future, you know, uh, teachers have a huge impact on, on, on our lives growing up for, for sure. Oh, they do. And, you know, teachers don't usually do it for any acknowledgement. It's, exactly. you know, it is just a calling and, you know, you are working, um, just, it's, it's an honor actually to be working for students and for their families. So, you know, but thank you for your kind words. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yes, it is a calling for sure. Now, um, I want us to get into your journey leading up to experiencing the the, um, the trauma that you encountered. OK, um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not to be honest, I'm not quite sure when or where in your journey this happened, you know, if it was while growing up or maybe earlier in your career in, in education. But if you can share with the listeners your inspiration for making that transition, right, from from education to um, to, to, to to writing and public speaking and and and, and so forth, um, was that inspiration um, was was your the trauma that you had to process part of that inspiration in making oh, that transition? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the trauma is part of, of all the growth, you know, mm -hmm. basically my story is that, you know, um, I was going along life and kind mm -hmm. of living the American dream. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had red flags that, you know, the values that I held were very different than my, um, partner, my mm -hmm. ex-husband, mm -hmm. um, but I wanted a family so bad and I just kept on thinking things would get better. And mm -hmm. then of course there's a lot of intermittent reinforcement. So there's good times and bad times, sure. um, but you know, there was a defining moment, um, you know, when after around 27 years of marriage, I knew that I needed to make a change and escape this situation. It was not healthy. Mm -hmm for mm -hmm. myself or for the children. And um, they were adults at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to file for divorce. And, mm -hmm. you know, I thought, you know, that would be um, received in a way, you know, where, you know, sure, it's upsetting. It's but I had no idea that the abuse would kind of ramp up afterwards. And mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's pretty common for men and women that find themselves leaving, you know, an unhealthy situation, especially when the other person doesn't want you to leave. Um, they yeah. like the way that they are. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're 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 clearly shown that it's not very healthy at all. And. Um, and so I made that decision and in doing so, I lost my home, which I was told was paid off for 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, I lost my assets. I found mm -hmm. all my money was depleted. Mm. Um, I even lost two adult children to parental alienation, which is oh, like experiencing the death of a living child. And, yes. and so that was extremely traumatic for me. Um, mm. Just, you know, and, and at the same time, um, you lose your support system because yeah. of uh, the smear campaign that has been in the works for many years prior to your light bulb going on. Right. So right when I needed the support of family, friends and neighbors, I really didn't have that. Yeah, so yeah. I was really kind of left on my own to navigate uh, what I was going through, you know, and you really kind of start out in survival mode. But, yeah. you know, I've always been someone that handles challenges positively. I try to look at everything as a learning experience. Yes. That everything, you know, even if there's some adversity, that adversity and darkness will help you see the light and help you grow towards self-actualization. So, you know, mm -hmm. I always had this framework that, you know, there's a reason for things and that I will be better 
as a result of going through the challenges. And so, you know, in the midst of, um, you know, this experience, I had to have a garage sale and I did experience some miracles at this garage sale that really kind of was like a spiritual awakening for me where I was reassured uh, by some divine power, by God, by um, angels, by my higher self, you know, whatever it was, I was reassured that I was going to be okay and that this was going to be my road to rediscovery. Mm, Beautiful. Right. And it really, you know, it really was, there were some challenging times and, you know, I think you, the journey is kind of a forever journey while we're here on earth. Um, We're always growing and changing and learning. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of my healing, in addition to the writing, um, was to do some self-reflection about my own childhood family dynamics and, Mm. you know, what made me um, kind of program to accept um, unethical behavior and and being treated the way I was and um, what made me a target for that and what then made me not have the boundaries that I should have with just anyone and mm-hmm. um, what what led to me kind of not feeling worthy even though I was extremely accomplished professionally yeah. and I, I felt very um, confident as well in my role as a mother and you know, provider and, yeah. um, but you know, gaslighting is part of what I found was part of my experience, um, uh, where you're kind of made to question your own reality and your own abilities and your own worth. And, you know, little by little, you know, you are isolated and you begin to even isolate yourself and you just, you know, um, you're kind of at some point, you have to make a decision whether you want to stay in this or whether you have the courage and strength to make a change. And I'm so thankful I did mm-hmm. I change. Um, I was able to finish up a couple more years until I retired from my career. Okay. And, um, you know, despite the losses, I have gained so much. Um, you know, my life has just blossomed into something very beautiful. And, you know, I did make a big change physically. I, I, from a lifetime in the Chicago suburbs, I, I moved to the Caribbean. So Mm. for the past three years, I've been living in paradise with, you know, one adventure after another. And I'm just really, you know, more at peace, you know, more, I've always been living in gratitude, but yes. more so now. I just feel so connected to source and I'm immersed in nature. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the research that I have done on family dynamics and narcissistic personality, you know, disorders and, you know, domestic violence and parental alienation, with that research, I've really come to learn the dynamics of what happens with this, because, you know, it seems so unique to me, but boy, my story is so common to so many other people's stories. Right. You know, I, without the research, I never would have really known that. And so I went on to write a five book series called true deceit, false love with, you know, a creative approach to dealing with this trauma Mm. in, my that book series involves um terminology and phrases as well as poetry and a survivor's workbook and even a word search puzzle book to find different ways and different tools to deal with traumas that are related to this but i have to say you know um even though i've gone through such devastating things and i would not want to wish some of these losses on anyone Right. In many ways, they are all blessings because they all contributed to creating the person that I am today and a much stronger person than I was before. A hundred percent. I mean, it's 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 the good combined with the bad or what is perceived as bad or unfortunate that all together, you know, kind of 
bends and shapes and molds us to who we are today, right? Not just the good, uh, the, the good events or the good fortune, but also the misfortunes. Right. 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 It's all part of the journey. And, yeah. you know, and we all have our journey and, you know, that's where I've been able to forgive not only myself, but to forgive mm -hmm. others because, you know, everyone is on their own path. And, you know, I, I, you know, just hope and pray that goodness will prevail. I know truth eventually does, yes. but, you know, I, I pray for the people that, have the need to hurt other people to make themselves feel better because you know they don't need to do that that right. somehow their own trauma from their childhood or or some experience they had mm -hmm. contributed to you know them playing it out the way that they do and they leave a lot of hurt people in their wake but you know we all can rise above that yeah, we certainly can. And 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 we're not born that way. Like you said, I mean, there are circumstances that, you know, we are that that's that's part of our environment growing up that um, that that kind of, I don't know, kind of kind of shapes and molds us to to be that way, because we think that's the way to be or how to function uh, as we get older towards other people. And um, and and like you said, there's a better way. There's another way. They don't have to be that way uh, to 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 gain appreciation or acknowledgement. Um, and 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 Dr. Marnie, it sounds like you are very much like me, um, an eternal optimist. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah like. very much so. To a fault sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, I can be an eternal optimist to to a fault. I, I've used the the phrases eternal optimist and hopeless optimists kind yeah. of interchangeably you know and and i have to say that um uh when it comes to even the darkest of times i am very um resolution oriented right so i uh, gotta have resolve and, and 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 look for that answer or look for that way um and even if i don't have an answer or a way you know i have faith that you know, that, that we'll get past this, right. It, it's, it's that attitude of resilience, right. And, and it sounds like that's, that's what you've had. And so I want to ask you now, as you were unpacking and doing this deep dive into uh, the trauma that you've encountered over the years, mm -hmm. not just during your marriage, but growing up leading to the marriage, to your point, um, you know, how, uh, how did I become a target for this? Um, when you made the decision, when you made the decision that what's working right now or what, what's, what's, what's going on right now is not working, there has to be a change. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the kids. Uh, and, and, and you, you, you decide and reach the, the, the resolution of, I got it. I got to end this. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. when you reach that, um, I'm sure you, 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 you've had the rational thinking of like thinking to yourself, like this is my decision. I, it, it, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy by any stretch, but I have to see this through. Okay. So, um, you know, someone, you know, there's a difference between one person saying, yep, I got to make this change. I'm going to do this. And they're thinking nothing about either the consequences or nothing about the impact or nothing about, you know, how they'll feel or what will happen to them in the future throughout this process. But there are those who do consider those and, 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 still, you know, stick with the decision and have that optimism and that faith that you will thrive on the other end. Um, what, what, what got you to keeping that resilience to know that you will thrive on the other end and you glad, you're glad you made the decision. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, even though you have to endure a lot of smearing and losing your assets and all this stuff. Was it, I mean, is it, is it your optimism, your positive um, demeanor uh, and your faith? Um, what are those attributing factors? 
You know, I think that there are a lot of factors involved. I think in mm -hmm. my particular case, um, you know, when I knew uh, my light bulb moment, you know, that I needed to escape this, I actually didn't announce it that I was making this decision. I actually went kind of silent mm, okay. and um, because there was a lot of fear. I was actually kind of afraid of what, you know, my abuser would do. Right. And it, as it turns out, you know, I was physically assaulted the next day. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and because he knew that I knew, and I think, you know, they don't want their false persona exposed to the world. They, right. they want to keep the status quo. They like how it looks to have a family and a, a, a wife that's been there for so long. And, and it could be the other way around too. It's not a gender specific thing. They, they right. want a spouse and they, right. they like that kind of public image. And, you know, when that's threatened, you know, you start to see some true colors. So in my right. case, um, even though I knew I needed to make this change, um, you know, when I, I, I was determined, but boy, when the physical assault happened, then it just kind of solidified, like, what more would he be capable of doing? And, you know, you, you hear about, you know, spouses that end up murdering their ex. Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. And I'm so, I, I hate to even bring that up, but it's a reality. And, mm -hmm. and actually some spouses, you know, well, they, if, if they engage in parental alienation, that's child abuse. So they right. don't really love the children in the way that the, the normal range, you know, parent, uh, the targeted parent loves the children. There's very different dynamics in how they interact with the kids and, you know, what role they play in their lives. And so you unfortunately hear sometimes about children being murdered mm. um, because they don't want that other spouse to um, have them in their lives and they want to punish them. And so, so there's a lot of, you know, so in my case, yes, I was determined and yes, within a day or two, I, it was, it, there was no question that I was making the right decision. I, and I did consider that there would be repercussions. Right. Um, I just had no idea the severity of the repercussions. Mm -hmm. I just had no idea I knew I was dealing with someone who was not honest and didn't have the same kind of values with fidelity and fiscal, right. you know, management and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. We had very different values, but I had no idea at the extent of the differences and mm -hmm. that, you know, um, what was a result that the abuse would, ex would even ramp up, you know, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I filed for divorce in 2013, and my abuser still taking me to court, and we we mm. didn't even have um, minor children at the time; they were adults, and oh and my. it's not like there were loads and loads of complicated assets. No, our house was in foreclosure. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, so so it's you know they they can be obsessive and continue the stalking and harassment. And they they just are trying to save their public persona the best that you know, the only way they know how. And unfortunately, you know, um, that's how they're wired. And until they have a light bulb moment and realize this isn't necessarily the way to treat another human being. Right. You know, that there's really this, by putting other people down, it doesn't necessarily build yourself up. You can build yourself up in an honest, you know, ethical way just with your own integrity but they're they're at a different level you know emotionally and spiritually and yeah. uh you know so like i said we all have a journey but um but no it's you know getting back to your question you know um i think everyone has a different way that this plays out for them but right. the optimism is definitely there. I would say that my spiritual experiences at the garage sale began my faith, my real faith journey. You know, my 
really feeling that I was supported by a mm -hmm. higher power. Mm -hmm. And and that also led me into doing some research on, on other people that have had spiritual encounters or near-death experiences. And everyone who comes back from those encounters or experiences say that the biggest vibration, the highest vibration is love. And that we are all, you know, um, beautiful souls that, mm. you know, some are misguided and, you know, but we all have the opportunity to grow and change. And, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, um, but I, I do have values of integrity and honesty. And, you know, I just believe that love is the highest vibration and, and, you know, I continue to believe that. And that really does help me, you know, try to make sense of everything in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think you have to have that, right. You have to have that, um, that, that acknowledgement of love and, uh, and, and, you know, the virtues of love and compassion, um, in order to, you know, in order to, um, to grow, to recognize that, to, you know, to, to, to realize that, Hey, there is hope. I am not alone in this, you know? And, and, and so I wanted to, um, wanted to, to, to see when it comes to, um, when it comes to your, um, spirituality. Okay. Um, you, you've talked about the spiritually transformative encounters, right? Um, with these encounters, um, Obviously, it affects different people in different ways. But what's an example of a transformative experience spiritually that someone can have or encounter that could change the course of their life or their direction? Well, like you said, it can present itself in so many different ways if we pay attention to signs and synchronicities and things that we might think are just coincidence, but they really could be a message. Or again, if we also follow our gut feeling about something, we might be given a message. I had some pretty miraculous things happen. In fact, at one point, I was looking back at my home um, that I was going to leave, but just in a state of gratitude and thankfulness. And I was, you know, all of a sudden a dragonfly came by me and I thought that was pretty neat. And when there were five dragonflies, I thought that was, that's pretty neat, but no big mm -hmm. deal. But then there were 50 to 100 dragonflies circling me oh, wow. and everything was in slow motion. It was almost like I was kind of teleported out of my body and just kind of put into this situation. And mm -hmm. I remember seeing the dragonflies going down the street and then coming up and circling me. And I could see the veins in their wings and I could see the iridescent colors and oh, wow. the different really? sizes. You know, they were, I equated them to generations of people, babies, toddlers, teenagers, you know, grandparents. Sure. Uh, but the feeling that I got was just that I was being surrounded with love mm. and supported. And, gotcha. you know, um, so that was just a miraculous experience. And actually about three quarters of the way I started to come out of that kind of trance. And I knew to pull out my cell phone and videotape these hundred dragonflies around me. Yeah. Which I did. So I was able to have proof that yes, this really did happen to me. And, you know, at this garage sale, but also, you know, around that time, um, you know, it is a spiritual fiction. So I did create the story so that, you know, all these experiences happened at the garage sale, but they were all, you know, around that whole time. It didn't all happen at the garage sale. And even though it's a fiction, it's inspired by all true experiences that I had or that other people have had. Um, but I saw feathers, but just not just, oh, here's a feather and you connect it to something specifically colored feathers of birds that, you know, aren't even in Illinois that, <laughs> there's, you know, I did a lot of research and, you know, but, but they were the same colors of um, one of my favorite dogs that had passed away the night before I saw these feathers. Mm. And, um, 
And there were specifically dated pennies. And then there were people that came to the garage sale that just seemed otherworldly. You know, it, it, I don't, the interactions were just so very unique. And, um, you know, at times I thought my mind was playing tricks, you know, um, and, you know, and I was only drinking lemonade. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> altered in any way. Right, right. But I did see some some pretty unique things and experienced some unique things. And so those are some examples of um, some spiritual transformative ex- experiences or encounters that people can have. Um you know, there's there's thousands of people that have reported their testimony for near-death experiences as well. And, you know, there are so many of those stories that are similar to where you, you know, you leave your body, you're either up on the ceiling looking down at your body on an operating table, right. or you are, you know, transported through a tunnel to the light. And, you know, there's research now, scientific proof that, this is this is not someone's imagination and it's not just lights or you know that their brain is doing you know it's there's there's some real scientific proof that that people are having these spiritual encounters and i guess just now we're finally you know in an era where we can talk about these things yeah and there are so many of them that you know, you don't feel alone and you're not, you know, um, labeled as crazy or, or judged or anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and actually, to be honest with you, I, I, um, not that I was judgmental, but I don't think I would have believed any of these things unless I experienced it myself. I mean, I'm Understood. someone who really needs to have proof for different things. You know, I have a, a, a background, uh, you know, I grew up in an atheist household, so Mm -hmm. no exposure to religion or spirituality or, you know, I didn't have that blind faith that a lot of people have when they are raised, you know, in a home with, um, you know, some sort of religion or belief in a higher power. And so I feel like I almost needed more proof and evidence than the usual person. And, and I was given that time and time again. And it, it really has um, opened my eyes. I mean, even since I've been here in the Caribbean, some amazing things have happened with manifesting or some spiritual experiences. And, you know, um, I'm thrilled that I'm spending my life with a wonderful man that, you know, my life partner that also is very open to spirituality. In fact, you know, um, you know, is able to witness some of the things together here, which is very validating. So that's beautiful. No, yeah. that's, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And thank you so much for articulating just the, the, the whole spiritual transformative experience, um, given some great examples of, of happen of what happened, you know, with you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I, I truly, truly, um, appreciate that. Now, um, like you said, you know, growing up from an atheist family or, you know, where, where religion or, um, um, worshiping a higher power, um, may not have been common in your household, um, needing, uh, more proof seeing is believing, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or experiencing is believing, and it sounds like you've uh, you've received that message loud and clear in yeah. numerous ways, right? <laughs> Most definitely. In fact, you know, for for any parent to experience like the loss of their child, whether it's yeah. in the physical or whether it's to parental alienation, the mm-hmm. heartache, the the deep sorrow is just almost unbearable. But somehow I'm able to still be happy each day and I'm able to see the good in things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've learned not to be triggered by certain things. I've, right. you know, um, so there has to be some higher power giving me some of this strength because it's very unnatural mm-hmm. to have to experience such devastation. And I'm sure there's many people in your audience, even if they don't resonate with my particular story, 
We all have gone through challenges and adversity in our lives, and it may look different for other people, but somehow we're still here, right? So, So we have to be given some sort of strength from somewhere. I mean, there's only so much we can do ourselves and, you know, staying true to our values and learning about things, you know, uh, researching so that we have terminology, we have knowledge, we don't feel so alone. All those things can help. But, you know, I really believe that I don't think I would be as happy and as at peace as I am if I didn't have some higher divine source, you know, um, engulfing me with love. I couldn't agree more. 100%. I, I, I love it, Dr. Marnie. I love it for sure. Um, now, um, want to know when it, um, let's see here. How can I, how can I phrase this? Um, when, you've had these experiences happen. Okay. There had to have been a split second of time between the time the experience occurred and the time that you either physically or mentally responded um, to, to what, what it was that happened um, where um, depending on the type of um, uh, emotional makeup, I guess, that a person would have, uh, one of two things would happen. Either A, they would say, wow, man, what was that? I really need to dig deeper and unpack what just happened and, uh, and, 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 and explore it more and see if there's a message behind it. Or B, just close their mind to it. Something weird happened. I'm going about life. You not even think of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you did the former. Not the well, actually, I think I did both because, really? yeah, I think that I did both because there were certain things that um, I experienced. Like one of the experience was a friend of mine who had recently passed away, mm-hmm. uh, came through a television set, through electronics. And I know it was her. Wow. And- shown things it it was uh, and actually she the same person came to me in a in a dream visitation mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which I've had two of um where that it's almost more real than really being in the same room with them so wow. it, yeah so those experiences were tremendous and I did not react right away. I experienced it. Mm-hmm. I took it in. I was totally present while it was happening. Mm-hmm. When it was over, I just kind of didn't talk about it and just kind of didn't th- even think about it much. You know? So it wasn't a degree of shock or anything. Just, right, just right. didn't talk about it. Right. And it wasn't like, um, you know, it was just... Um, I know I had experienced something, but I did kind of go on. Like, for example, this television experience. Um, At one point, I was shown my friend's hometown of Petersburg, Illinois, which I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. And, um, And there was a one scene where there was this very old woman in the back of an ambulance. And I was trying to, while I was watching this, trying to figure out what is the purpose of this? I thought it was like an infomercial, you know, for this town, but I couldn't really figure out what the purpose was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, what was this old lady talking about? Was she like, you know, talking about how wonderful the ambulance service was. Was she talking about, I, I just could not figure it out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so after that was just part of that very large experience. And, you know, I just didn't, um, I just let it go after it happened. You know, I knew I experienced something, but, um, you know, it really took some time for it to kind of, really hit me what I experienced. And I was with uh, my friend's family going through her belongings, you know, a couple weeks later, or even like a week and a half later. Mm -hmm. And 
um, I came across a photo of this old lady and it was the lady I saw oh, on wow. that television. Mm, and uh -huh. so I said, you know, who is this lady? And then they explained to me, her name was Maida. She was a very close friend. Um, and I knew the name Maida because my friend had goats and her favorite goat's name was Maida. Mm -hmm. But then that kind of jogged my memory then to what I had experienced. And then I was able to kind of talk about what I saw on that I see. set. And, I, yeah. and then I was able to recount every little detail as if I had just seen it. So, so that was an experience of not immediately reacting right, right. to what I experienced. And, but then there were other times where I feel like I just was like, Hey, did you see that? Did, I mean, this is what, what, what just happened here? I need to yeah. look into it. Um, but that's a pretty common thing because actually when you hear people talk about their STEs or their NDEs, um, sometimes these things happen 20 years prior and they're just now talking about it. They remember it as if it was yesterday, but mm -hmm. they went decades without really acknowledging that they had an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience. And so I think part of that is just as humans, we, you know, somehow we are... You know, just like how we are protected um, when we can have a terrible accident that could, you know, you could be in so much pain, but you don't feel the pain. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you're somehow your body or your mind is sort of protecting you from yeah. the trauma. Um, and you, 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 there are many other scenarios you can mention where someone has experienced devastating trauma that they've witnessed or that has happened to them, and they don't remember much of it, you know, until right. later on when they do the deep dive work. Um, because it's almost like, you know, our minds and hearts are being protected from, from the trauma. And, but then the memories can come back and, mm. um, and it does take time sometimes to, you know, put it all together. Sure. No, it does. It, 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 it totally does. And, and I really, really appreciate you clarifying that Dr. Marnie, yes. uh, it, with those two experiences, um, uh, particularly, and, you know, not an immediate response, right? But um, down the line there, there right. seems to be a, a response, but but a trigger as well right. to, to kind of prompt that response, right? Yeah, like, wow, wait a minute. Yeah. I saw this lady and I yeah. have never seen this lady before, ever. Mm. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, that can't happen without the work of a higher power, in my opinion. Me, me too. You know? That's what yeah. I agree to. Yeah. Oh. That's man, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Dr. Marnie, on the road to rediscovery, we have what we call the four cornerstones of personal growth. And those four cornerstones are foundationally speaking, the first one, self-awareness, gratitude, humility, and service to others. Now, um, I would love to hear um in uh the deep dive that you've had to do and, 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 and all the work that you you've done, you know, um, in going through this, um, uh, and, 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 and exercising the demons of trauma and so forth. Um, I would love to, 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 if you could share with the listeners, the impact that self-awareness has had in your journey and if you don't mind, also share gratitude. I've heard you mention gratitude and sprinkle gratitude around, uh, you know, for, for, for different mm -hmm. um, points and periods. And I'd love for you to unpack for the listeners the impact that gratitude has had for you as well. Well, sure. I think self-awareness is very, very important because, mm -hmm. you know, um, if you are not self-aware and if you don't take ownership in part of your experiences and right. you know then you're really just blame shifting and pointing the finger at someone else and you're actually just in a victim mode like right. oh, this just happened to me and um and you know yes we are victims if we survive some of these things but we also 
don't have to stay in that victim role. Right. Um, and I think the self-awareness is just very important and it helps us understand ourselves as to, you know, why we are in this situation and why we allow things to continue for so many years right. without changing. And I think the self-awareness gives us the strength to make some changes and, you know, that are healthier for us, you know, mm -hmm. so even though it's extremely painful to put up some boundaries, you know, um, even if they're healthy boundaries, it can be extremely painful when you, you are not uh, letting certain people in your life or keeping people in your life because you know that the, the negative outweighs the positive. Right, and, right. You know, so you've got to make these tough decisions. And I think you can't do that without self-awareness and you have to realize your own worth and, you know, um, that you can really love people from afar, but that yes. doesn't mean that you need to subject yourself to constant trauma and criticism and chaos and right. confrontation or whatever it is that, that, you know, is just draining and negative when really that is not the road to where you are headed. You are, you, you want to release this negativity so that you can live a happier, more peaceful life. And, you know, it's, it's, but it's a very painful thing to do, but self Self-reflection is a big part of that. And then mm -hmm. gratitude is, it just goes hand in hand with that. You know, I, mm -hmm. I wake up every day, seriously, every day, it's a habit to be grateful and to just, I wake up with thankfulness as my, th my first thought. Yes. I have so much to be thankful for, you know. I've talked about this parental alienation and not having my adult children in my life. And, but I look at the glass half full. So instead of just dwelling on, um, they're not in my life and they should be, you know, they're, they're believing a false narrative and it's like, Oh my gosh, they've lost half of their DNA. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just child abuse, but I really sincerely look at it. Like how lucky was I? I'm grateful that I had 20 years with one child right. and I had 30 years with another child. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that don't have that. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm grateful for what I did have. And, and I'm grateful that I have an opportunity to have a whole new life now. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just, I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be an author. And now I'm an author of, um, gosh, six of my own books and six co-author, you know, anthology books. And, you know, I never thought that I would do that. And it's been wonderful. And, and the fact that I could, you know, be sought out, that people contact me and want me to come on their podcast to talk about just, you know, my journey or, you yeah. know, whatever they see value in whatever I have to share in the conversation. And I get to meet wonderful people like yourself, you know, from all over the world. And, you know, I think what a cool opportunity that is. I have so much to be thankful for with that. Mm, you know, and likewise, um, just a cool opportunity to connect with you, wonderful people such as yourself, the amazing work that you're doing and uh, and just sharing your story, you know, with the listeners. Um, very, very grateful for that. Um, Dr. Marnie, I really appreciate you sharing how um, gratitude and self-awareness has had an impact on your life. You know, I truly, truly believe um, we're all works in progress, right? And, um, you know, when you, when you are in the midst of, say, some trauma, um, and it, there are so many different types of trauma, but when you're in the midst of trauma and you do that deep dive where you start to realize um, something has to change, right? Um, and, 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 and then, of course, you make that decision, you go through that process. There's a lot of dark days and there's, there's, there's struggles, there's despair, um, just as you articulated earlier in our, in our conversation. Um, and, you know, just because 
one may have gone through the darkest or the most um um the the the, the toughest part of that process and 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 now are starting to you know make that change turn that corner so to speak um there are still things that kind of I don't know. We're all different, but sometimes the tapes just replay in your mind. You know, there yeah. may be an event that triggers um, just, just, just that 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 negative, false narrative in your head about something you've done, um, and it and it may come across as shaming. It may come ac- across as blameful, and 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 so um, that that's hard to continue to process even after you've gone through the darkest time. Of, of, you know, of this whole thing. So I want to ask, um, you're, you live in the Caribbean now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have an awesome, uh, life partner that you're with mm-hmm. and, um, and, and you're an author and you're sought after and all this amazing stuff. Um, what are some of the tangible and intangible things today in this day and age now in your life that gives you peace? You know, um, well, I would say being out in nature, which, Mm -hmm. you know, even when I was in the Chicago suburbs, I loved being out in nature. So I can find beauty wherever I am. I just, it happens to be a pretty amazing place where (laughs) I live. And so I'm immersed in nature. So that is tangible. Um, You know, I also have learned to really take care of myself more, you know? Um, So many of us are always looking out for other people and, you know, making sure that they are comfortable and they are okay and well taken care of. And we kind of let ourselves go in the midst. And we have to value ourselves enough to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So Mm -hmm. like, Tangible wise, I'm I grow most all, all the food. We, you know, we have a hydroponics farm and we have extensive gardens, so we kind of live off land. And you know, mm-hmm. so I'm eating, you know, very healthy, nutritious food, uh, local source food. You know, whatever I can't grow, I can get at the local farmers market. Um, you know, so I'm living um, in a more authentic down-to-earth way here in the Caribbean, um, which is wonderful. Um, Mm. You know, I I also just nourish my mind, you know, by reading and researching and learning. You know, I'm a lifelong learner, so I have so Mm -hmm. many interests. And then I'm also someone who loves to travel. So I really, I think that, you know, it's good for people to get out of their comfort zone and visit another place, even if it's just hopping on the train and going to the two towns next next to your town, just to explore a different place. Of course. Um, you know, you don't have to have an exotic overseas trip to experience, you know, what it's like to um, to travel. You really can just go a few miles down the road and, and take some time and walk around as if you're a tourist in Mm. your own kind of state, you know? And so I don't know, there's, those are just some of the tangible things that you can do. Um, But definitely, um, you know, I just have found writing too, to be very therapeutic. It helps me work out you know, my thoughts and ideas. Some people like to journal and diary every day. I've never kind of been a person to do that, but I definitely, when the thought comes my way, I love to kind of put it on paper and um, play with words and, and poetry turned out to be a lot of fun for me. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Some, some very, very, um, um, uh, very peaceful ways of uh, just remaining your authentic self, living your life authentically, um, and and the gardening, the healthy foods, uh, all of that together, um, really, really, to me, it, it spells out just 
just an enhanced quality of life. So, um, yeah, I truly want to appreciate, uh, want to thank you for sharing that. Uh, doc, Dr. Marnie, um, if, if you could tell the listeners in one sentence, what is your road to rediscovery? What would that sentence be? One sentence, gosh. Um, you know, I would just say we all have challenges in our lives, but if we handle these challenges with love and compassion, we will be on our road to rediscovery. Love it. Love it. That makes 110%. Oh, man, that is so awesome. Dr. Marnie, how can the listeners connect with you and uh, learn more about your amazing work and, and, and order your books? Well, sure. Well, my books are all on Amazon and mm -hmm. Barnes and Noble. My my publisher is Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House. Mm -hmm. But you know, with with an easy click, you can have access to either an e version or a paperback. Great. Um, and you can find information about me and um, the people that have endorsed my books or the different events that I'm involved in, whether it's a book signing or speaking engagement or podcast. Um, that's all on my website, which is the name of my spiritual fiction, which is www.godcametomygaragesale.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. We are going to place... Uh, the Amazon links to the books, as well as your website uh, web address in the episode show notes. So people can click those links to get to your website, get to the books while listening to this great conversation. Wow, well, thank <laughs> you so much. And, you know, to you and to your listeners, you know, really, we, we all have our own story and we all mm -hmm. have our own journey and we're all on our own road and it can have bumps in it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it can be great at times and it can be challenging at times, but you keep moving forward because really there's the best is yet to come. And you have the power within you to choose how you respond to certain things and how you look at things. And if you can fill your heart with gratitude and love and, you know, the optimism will be there to help you get through the dark times. Oh, uh, yeah, the optimism most definitely will. It most definitely will. And uh, like you said, having gratitude and love um, and, and compassion in your heart um, will will help see you through those tough times, right? So uh, um, those are wise words to share with the listeners, Dr. Marnie. Thank you so much for sharing those words. Sure. Um, these are words that I have no doubt resonate with the listeners, especially, uh, you know, the listeners who are um, really going through some despair and struggles right now. So uh, it gets better. It does get better. Mm, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. And it's, yeah. it's great. It's great to know and it's great to be heard um, uh, and, and to hear you say that, Dr. Marnie. So, um, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really do. And, and, and I hope we can stay in touch and maybe maybe reconnect um, some months down the line to see if um, what new developments, maybe a new book project and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Yep. I'm working on a couple new books. Okay. Okay. Oh, sure. Sure. That sounds good. And, you know, thank you for what you are doing and having a podcast like this is providing hope for a lot of people and people are realizing that, you know, they can't control what other people do. They can only right. control themselves and how they respond to things. And if they look at, you know, that this is a journey that, you know, you can take a road to rediscover who you are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you you might find that you've got a really nice person within you. So, yeah, 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 you, yeah, you truly can, and uh, and all it takes is taking those first steps on the road, right? Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you again. <laughs> Oh, oh, my pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And uh, furthermore, if you have um, a loved one, a coworker, a friend or colleague who uh, seems to be just going through some dark days of despair, um, maybe appears to be at the end of their rope, um, not quite sure who to turn to or where to turn uh, and, and just seems to have one struggle after another. I humbly, 
humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to understand two things. Number one, you're not alone. And two, there is always hope. The road to rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.